action. Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today we're going to talk about racism. <laughs> oh, that's a Pandora's box. Well, okay, this is this is the story right now. Uh, th- this is actually happening. Uh, the Raiders coach. Oh man, I, oh, I lost John it. Gruden. Yeah, I saw that story yeah, the, today. Yeah, um, we will get to that. That that okay. So we'll get to that. Oh, I brought it up already. Fine, then bring it up. Go ahead. Okay, and with uh, it. it's 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 your it's your poodle. Take it for a walk. The NFL Players Association executive director, uh, a former trial lawyer, used to uh, render an, uh, an executive and sometimes long-winded answer on just about any topic on matters of debate, found himself speechless. And that's, uh, I'm going to butcher this freaking first name, Maurice Maurice Smith. And he opens up on John Garud on racism uh, emails. Yeah, John Garud. Yeah. And the racism... Was it had some homophobic and mis organistic misogynistic misogynistic okay yeah dyslexia does not work very well with me when I'm uh, about to go to bed <laughs> yeah we we're, we're actually filming this like late 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 but uh, yeah uh, he's They've already uh, said that he is not a coach anymore. Yeah. He he screwed that pooch. Yeah. Um, which is kind of it, – it's kind of funny in a way because right now uh, people are trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. Yeah, the whole cancel culture thing is getting out of control again. And – but it, so, it, I, I mean, there was six six thousand five hundred, uh, six hundred five thousand emails. John Gruden's was the only one that got leaked, really, because the time that this email was written, while it was repugnant, yeah, okay, while the language that was contained in it was offensive, yes, fine, get that. But a one, grow a skin, get the fuck over yourself. B, he wrote that shit five years or uh, five years ago. Well, actually, no, he wrote it in twenty eleven. When he was still a, a, a commentator for ESPN for their NFL stuff, right? He wouldn't join the NFL for another five years as a head coach again. Okay, so they're they're you know it, it just he. It's one of those things. It's it's it was in the past, but in the same aspect, he should he, he should still get fired. See, no, I, 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 here's the thing. Because he used salty-ass language in his email, right? Yeah. Chiefs wide receiver Tariq Hill, he pled guilty to punching his cho- and choking his pregnant girlfriend, and he still collects a check. He gets to play every Sunday. Okay. Okay. So the standard is not the same across the board. Oh, he's a head coach. Fuck that. Okay, yes, I understand that he's a head coach. He should be held to a higher standard. But at the same time, we've had this discussion on this show several times. Whether or not these players want to admit it or want to own up to it or even want to acknowledge it, they are role models for somebody out there in this world. There is a kid or a young adult that looks up to that particular individual and says, I want to be where they are at. 
and people like Tariq Hill who are choking out and punching their pregnant girlfriends are getting a pass. Guys who are doing drugs get a pass. Guys who are, you know, breaking and entering or getting into fights into strip, you know, at strip clubs or stiffing the bill at a jeweler their rookie year, they're getting a pass. No, if, if you want to hold the players, the Players Association, the Players Union, the coaches, the referees, the ownership groups, or hell, even the executive offices, to include Roger Goodell to the same standard, then you need to apply the same standard to everybody. I want to see the other 649,999 emails that were collected by this investigating body. I want to see what other people in the NFL or around the NFL are saying about each other or about specific demographics. I want to see those emails. But will we ever see them? No. Why? Because the NFL is creating a diversion because they understand that this whole crucial catch thing, this whole continuing to let players wear political messages on the backside of their helmets while we deny those teams like the Cowboys the ability to wear a star on the back of their helmet to memorialize or to pay tribute to the Dallas Police Officer or the Dallas Police Department 6 that died in the line of duty I mean, they understand that this whole thing is falling in around them. They understand that everybody that, that even has a remote IQ, even those that are in double digits, understands that the NFL is nothing more than just a mouthpiece for A, the left, B, the Black Lives Matters movement. And no, it's not me being a racist. It's just me going, well, you know what? If, if you're going to represent uh, a, a message of equality and you're going to have the words end racism printed and on the back line of end zones across the across the league be consistent represent everybody yeah i mean like really. like uh why why aren't they doing away with uh 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 spouse abuse yeah exactly no i'm going to beat my wife but i'm going to you know i'm going to go out here and uh you know, I'm going to collect a you know a couple hundred thousand dollars to, to to go play a game on Sunday. You know, is that cool? Yeah. All right, I'm out. You know, it's like really. Yeah. Like oh well, he he has a high stress job. Like you know, really, you want a high stress job? How about or, be a stay at home mom? Um, how about be a soldier? How about be a, a police officer? Or follow, you know, first responder. You know, it seriously, there are. There are jobs in this world that are way more what, high stress. What's happening? You know, that's another thing I haven't looked into that much. Is that is that case where the uh, that one NFL player broke into his? Oh, family? Richard Sherman. He signed a deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's playing football again. Oh God, that that's ridiculous. See, yeah, because uh, Shannon uh, Shannon Bunting uh, broke his arm week one against the Cowboys. Yeah, and so they were short a corner. So Richard Sherman's out there. He's like, hey, uh, I need a job. He gets to sign a contract. But he made a complete ass out of himself on video trying to break into somebody's house. Yeah. But, yeah, he gets to play. John Gruden writes a damn email that contains salty-ass language. And, you know, it's it's, dude, it's, it's bullshit. Um you know, you get all these people like I hope, like Matt Walsh at Matt Walsh blog on Twitter. I hope John Gruden has learned a valuable lesson. If you want to have a job in the NFL, stick to beating your wife, raping uh, 
massage therapists and assaulting pregnant women. He's on point with that. No, uh, and, and he's out of line, but he's not wrong. Yeah, and, and it just seems like uh, the high school uh, quarterback that can't read or write is still going, uh, getting a diploma type deal. You know? Yeah. It, 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 it is that kind of mentality that we still have. And it, it really does sicken me because I had a, I had a tutorial uh, one of the football players in high school for chemistry because mm-hmm. apparently I know uh, chemistry really good. And I'm still surprised of how I can actually pull that one off since half the time I'm, I'm like, figuring out other things. But it actually helps with, like, yeah. and everything. Yeah, see, but, the, yeah, the NFL reviewed those, like they said, those 650,000 emails. And it was in regards to the Redskins investigation, right? Yeah. Um, John Gruden's emails had nothing to do with the initial purpose of the investigation. His were the only ones to get leaked. That's... And I, I think it's because, just like the left, you know, the Democrats, you know, whenever they're trying to do something on the sly or they know that they're about to get their asses beat, you know, or busted and you were raked over to the coals, they they throw a stickman argument out there, they throw a diversion out there. It's like, oh, well, people know that our, our vaccine mandates are shit, so what can we do? Release the murder ordinance, you know? It's like, I mean, this is, it's it's John Gruden being crucified, for the sake of the NFL saving its ass. And, and, and the Buccaneers, again, I'm not a Buccaneers fan. I'm a Tom Brady guy. Okay, John Gruden was on the, is a member of the Buccaneers' ring of honor, right? At the stadium, they, they have certain like jersey numbers and names of people who are always going to be synonymous with that organization. John Gruden helped lead Tampa Bay to its very, 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 very first Super Bowl uh, victory, actually, right? back when Warren Sapp played. And they had, uh, uh, I think it was John Hasselbeck was their quarterback. And, you know, I mean, this guy was like stocking shelves or, you know, sweeping. He's a bouncer at a club or something. He wasn't He wasn't even in football. And he was given a chance to play. Was it the guy that's – No, not Kurt, Kurt Warner. No, oh, no. Okay. But, um, see, I saw where you were going with that. Yeah. But today – the Buccaneers released a statement that says, quote, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have advocated for purposeful change in the arenas of race relations, gender equality, diversity, and inclusion for many years. While we acknowledge John Gruden's con- uh, contributions on the field, his actions go against our core values as an organization. Therefore, he will no longer be continue, or continue to be a member of the Buccaneers' Ring of Honor. And it's like, they're going to take his name off the Ring of Honor because of an email? Um, I'm sorry. I'm sure that if you go in the locker room of any NFL team, you're going to hear the N-word getting tossed around by by black players. Why is it okay? Oh, well, it's, uh, it, it, it's you know, I mean, I hear it at work. I don't use it. I, I think that that word is deplorable, actually. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same same bout with yeah. that. I, even even if you are of that ethnicity, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I don't. If if the word is that bad to where the point to where if someone in another race actually says it, then hey, why 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 why? Do you, well, it's because we're that 
ethnicity. But if you can say the Spanish word for black, yeah, and you're speaking Spanish and it picks up from somebody else and it's con- I mean they're like if you're like in Europe, you can use knickknock. That's yeah. That's the same that's the same thing. And it's just the culture that you're at and everything like that. But I understand that. But if a certain word is uh, synonymous about one thing, stop using that fucking word. Yeah, you know, and... and But it it's that point of, in my opinion, it's a tit-for-tat type deal, uh, deal to where... If they ban that word, you end up losing your free speech, anyways. Yeah, and and Raiders cornerback Trayvon Mullen made an Instagram post in support of the coach. Um, he said, "It's not. It's it's about how you finish. I got you, JG. You know. So I mean, that's just a player sticking up for his coach. Does he agree with the emails or the content of the emails? No. The emails again had nothing to do with the Washington investigation. Period." Out of 650,000 emails, we got nothing. Nothing. Other than that one. His was the only one that was leaked. And that's because somebody was like, hey, look, I can affect somebody's life. Yeah, that's that's. But you can't case. go against Dan Snyder, who is an absolute blithering idiot, and be like, uh, well, he's an owner, so it, no. Roger Goodell is in cahoots with, with Dan Snyder. You know, it, it, I, I don't like the owner of the uh, – and I'm going to call them the Redskins because that's what they are, okay? They have the same colors and everything. Oh, we're the Washington football team. No, they're the Redskins. They are. Just like it's the Florida State Seminoles. It's just like it, it – well, it, until, until the, the, the end of the season this year, it was the Cleveland Indians. Now they're going to be the Cleveland Guardians. And I'm just – I'm so sick – What's really, PC what's really sad culture. about that whole thing, though, is a lot of the Native Americans actually came out and said, just like, don't do this. We're actually happy about that. We like Chief Wahoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah. I mean, like, this is an amazing. Basically, basically, what you're doing is, is you're taking away the culture of the people that you're trying to protect. You know what I find ironic about these teams changing their names from Native American references? Is that the people who are changing these names are doing it in the uh, in the uh, for for the for the sake of race inclusion, right? But all they're simply doing is whitewashing. Yeah, history. That's all they're doing. It's the same mentality as people that sit there and rip civil war statues like, down. It's like this Monday. Monday, yeah, yeah. someone told me it's like it's indigenous. Uh, uh, oh, it's people. Indigenous Peoples Day. I was like, what would what? When did that holiday? When did that become a holiday, Dad? It's Columbus Day. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes. You know we we're you know. It, it, it confused. And the, the fact that they I mean. still teach that Christopher Columbus discovered America, which he didn't, by the way, it was the Vikings. He he, he got he lost. Just, he, he discovered the West Indies. Big deal. He was out looking for spices just, for the Queen of Spain's stew. Yeah, he, he basically, he basically, goes, right? he basically founded the Cayman Islands. Yeah, it. But okay, 
Done with that rant. Yeah. It, On to baseball. Baseball. All right, so, okay. <laughs> this has been a great, great, great week. Okay. Um, we went over the Red Sox beating the Yankees in the wild card game last week, right? I, I don't know. You were beaming. You're beaming. So. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we did because we did it Zoom. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, the Red Sox advanced to the American League Divisional Series against the number one seed, Tampa Bay Rays, who won the division, won the American League East, the same division that the Red Sox are in. Game one was at Tropicana Field, and the Red Sox lost five to nothing. It was a nightmare of a game. It was a, it was an absolute train wreck. Absolute train wreck. Certifiably terrible to watch, right? Uh, Randy Rosarina even stole home against the Red Sox, right? It was against left-hander Josh Taylor. Um, but game two, Chris Sale's on the mound. We're thinking, okay, we're going to have a little bit of easier time trying to contain this offense. The, the Rays hang five runs on Chris Sale during the first inning. So Chris Hill didn't last too long in that game. Um, but the Red Sox did not give up. They did not give in. They came back and they won that game. Um, I believe the score. Uh, let me double check. I'm looking score. right now. I'm looking here. I even typed in the. I I even typed in. Game four. Okay, so Thursday, October seventh, they lost five to nothing. Okay, Friday the eighth, the Red Sox came back and beat the 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 Rays fourteen to six. Okay, they put up twenty hits against this pitching staff. Okay, twenty hits, fourteen runs, all of them earned. Okay, um, Tanner Houck went out and got the win. Um, Colin McHugh, uh, just, I mean, he was one of their stellar rookies for the year, you know, over in Tampa Bay. Shit the bed. He was carrying around after that loss a 16.20 ERA. Okay. Horrific. All right. Um, Saturday, Saturday was a travel day, uh, for, for the American League teams. Um, and then Monday, the, uh, okay, series, so that one series right. shifted to Fenway. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and or actually Sunday, yeah, there we go. Sunday, the sh- series shifted back to Fenway. The game, I mean, it, the Red Sox were were. Uh, I mean, the Red Sox were trailing, and then they came back and they tied the game, or, or the Red Sox were leading, and the Rays came back and tied it. So here we are in the thirteenth inning. The thirteenth inning. Um, did it go to 13 innings? It went 13 innings. God. Um, Christian Vasquez comes in there on the first pitch of his at-bat, gets the sinker that he was looking for down and in, and absolutely blasts this baseball. I mean, completely obliterated it. Walk Hit it into the monster seats, walk off, two-run shot. Um, so, I mean, I'm jumping around. I'm hollering. I'm yelling two-to-one lead. I'm like, yeah, we got this, you know, because we weren't supposed to finish but maybe eight or nine games above 500 for the year. This is supposed to be technically a rebuilding year for the Red Sox. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And then last night. Um, last night, again, if we had a shot last night, <laughs> absolutely, I would have been completely worthless because I'd have been sitting there going, you know, I mean, I had all my lucky gear on. You, you basically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that, we'll get into that in a second. What, my lucky gear? Yeah. No, dude, no, 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 we'll, we'll, I, it, we'll get into that okay, so in a second. Game four was but last yeah, night. Yeah, I get, I, I was, I was looking at the schedule and everything for the Red Sox. Is like, you were like, hey, can we do on Tuesday? I was like, because I would have to be checking the game the entire time. I was like, dude, I totally get that. Yeah. And. And this is this is going off on anybody that does watches sports or anything like that, or is a fanatic in the sports arena. And this this is even in uh, gaming for D and D and everything. This is the reason why I get that. It's uh, like someone touching my dice. I just if you touch my dice, I will likelihood just chop off your hand, and use the blood to sanctify my dice again. Right, which is the rights of any person that plays D and D. I mean, it, it's not in the rule book, but it's in the rule book. If you get in mind the meaning, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why it's hard pressed to actually. If someone's like, it's like, hey, that's my lucky hat. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Yeah, can you grab it for you? No. Yeah, don't 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 touch my lucky hat. Um, so last night, Lisa's not as strange as uh, some some things I've heard for lucky stuff and oh yeah no i don't have like a lucky jock strap or anything like that you know no i was saying lucky butt plug but you know that'd be strange moving on <laughs> um <laughs> fuck, okay so game four was last night um i was working late down in the dallas area so i'm having to listen to most of this game on the way back in traffic and so i mean The guy that I'm working with, I mean, he's cool. He was a baseball guy, too, you know. So, I mean, he played baseball in high school, so he gets it. But he's a Chicago guy, so I mean, he's more of a White Sox fan than he is a Cubs fan, but he's like Chicago sports go, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting there listening. He, he, Dude, he's passed out. Yeah. Right? And we're, we're – we're, I mean, we're parking home runs in the stands, right? As You know, I say we. Fuck. The Red Sox are parking home runs in the stands. And I'm sitting there yelling, beating on the steering wheel. I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm sitting there. He's like, he's like what the fuck? You know, I mean, <laughs> poor guy. But um, so I get home, you know, I mean, and, and, and I'm like, all right. So the Rays start tacking on runs. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. And then, you know, they, they're they shutting down the raw, you know, Red Sox offense. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm sitting there going, no, no, I'm not going to give up my faith. I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm still a believer, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just sitting there going, the hell, you know, who who, who brought a goat into, into Fenway? You know, like, and I'm talking about a goat, like the goat that the cub, you know, the goat, curse of the goat that the cubs went through for like 100 and something years. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, who, re who resurrected Babe Ruth and traded him back to the Yankees again? You know, what, what the fuck is going on here? Um. Because pitching just started falling apart. Ryan Brazier comes in, and he ties the game by giving up a couple of key hits and a home run. Right? And I'm like, Fuck. so, you know, it gets all the way down to the bottom of the ninth. And um, so, I mean, I am I'm literally, like, on the edge of my seat. I am 
going back and forth. I'm, I'm pacing, and you know, so I'm 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 getting down to. Come on, there we go. Thank you. All right, so here we go into the bottom of the ninth pitching substitution. So J.P. Fr uh, Frierson comes in in relief. He was like the eighth or ninth pitcher that Tampa Bay used last night, which is kind of – it. that's their M.O. I mean, they, they do kind of this bullpen by committee bullshit where they manage their pitch counts like overly. You know, it's like if you got a guy who's pitching himself out of jams and he's his pitch count isn't real high, leave him in the fucking game. But, hey, you know – your mismanagement of your bullpen, I get it. It got you 100 wins this year. Great. Awesome. Mazel tov. But in the postseason where all those, all you know, that 100 wins, that don't mean nothing. Everybody starts over in the postseason with a 0-0 zero and zero record. Okay. Um, and every time you advance to a new series, your record resets to zero again. Because it doesn't matter. You're playing for something else now, right? Yeah. So... <coughs> Anyway, so J.P. Frierson comes in. He replaces Pete Fairbanks. And um, Christian Vasquez, who was the hero Sunday night, hits a single ground ball to left um, uh, to, to left field. Uh, and so he's on first base, two outs, right? Um, or, no, it was no outs, right? So Christian Arroyo got a pretty good pop in his bat you know he's playing second base for the red sox at this point um he lays down a sacrifice bunt perfect bunt perfectly executed nobody was expecting it christian vasquez advances to second so the bunt worked the sacrifice was successful it advanced the runner to scoring position which is second base right yeah and and then instead of getting bobby dalbach who was playing first base Bobby Ball or Bobby Dahlbach has got. I mean, like he had his towards like the middle of the year, his offensive numbers just went through the floor, and everybody's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Well, he was in the process of trying to make some adjustments. His de his defensive game came back. His offensive numbers exploded during the month of September. So he earned a spot on the postseason roster for sure, right? I mean, the dude is just like country cock strong, dude. I mean, it's like. I mean, he if if he gets a hold of one, dude, he's hitting it at a long, long way. Yeah. I mean, when he gets a hold of one, hits it on the barrel, he barrels up that ball. The second it leaves the bat, everybody in the stadium knows that it's gone. It's one of those, right? Yeah. I mean, an absolute piss missile. So, I like these analogies. It's fucking. So hilarious. Travis Shaw, who we brought back, Travis Shaw played for us back in 2018 when we won everything. Um, he gets traded over to um, the Brewers, and the Brewers released him, so we picked him up. Said, hey, you know, Travis Shaw, come on back. His nickname is the mayor of Ding Dong City because so, he, he likes to hit owners, right? Who doesn't? But this guy, he's particularly good at it. So um, Travis Shaw sh singles on a ground ball to Yandy Diaz, the third baseman for Tampa Bay. Um the ball kind of just squirts by and gets gets into the outfield. We have runners on the corners with uh, two outs now at this point, right? Um, uh, no. Yeah. Okay. And so, no, it's still one out. Then comes Kiki Hernandez. It's his at-bat, 
right? Right-handed hitter. He has been absolutely on fire. 10 or 11 base hits so far this postseason. I mean, the dude is just, I mean, people, I mean, he's going to give pitching staffs nightmares. Absolutely, right? So he comes in. Um, we make an offensive substitution. We pull Christian Vasquez off a third because he's a catcher. Catchers notoriously are not fast. I mean, they're slow, right? They run like a dump truck. Um, we put Danny Santana, who we specifically brought onto the team for his speed. And his role is nothing more really at this point than just a pinch runner, and that is it. Yeah. Okay, so he's on third. Um, Travis Shaw takes second base. And now when they call it defensive indifference, that means there's no attempt by the catcher or the defense to throw the runner out at second. Okay, so he just basically gets a free base. Doesn't count as a steal because it's rated as or it's it's scored as defensive indifference. All right. So we're still working with one out here. On the f- first pitch to uh, Kiki Hernandez. I mean, he absolutely puts a beautiful stroke on this ball, dude. But he gets it high enough and it hits it deep enough where we knew, okay, if we get a long fly ball, even if it's caught, the runner on third can tag up and still advance, right? Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about tagging up in baseball terms, what that means is that you have to stay in contact with the base that you're on. When an outfielder makes that catch, then you can advance, but you advance at your own risk. Um, uh, freaking um, Santana, Danny Santana, tags up. The throw comes in. It's up the line and it's late. So a sacrifice walk off hit or a sacrifice walk off, you know, or a walk off sacrifice fly is, you know, and another RBI is uh, credited to uh, Kiki Hernandez. And Boston wins that game five to six. I'm going batshit crazy. The, 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 the Red Sox, who were not supposed to do anything of note this year except maybe finish above 500, <laughs> just knocked off the number one seed in the American League bracket. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, weren't, wasn't Tampa Bay like supposed to be like number one? It, they've been number one for like uh, – uh, They spent the most time in, in first yeah. place. Um, so – you know, and, and, and I heard there was an interesting stat. Uh, it was brought up on the radio broadcast for the Red Sox last night, is that the team that that eliminates the Yankees in the playoffs, they, uh, I think it was like 76% of the time go on to win the World Series. Don't Don't bring that. I ain't bringing that hate. I ain't bringing that evil. I ain't, I'm not bringing that that evil. Yeah. I'm not bringing that. Yeah. Don't now, don't don't ever repeat. Now, that a friend again. of mine and a friend of mine did. He was texting me last night during the game. And Is it Zach? No, 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 no. Zach, Zach's Zach's in Happy Land right now because the Braves just knocked off the Brewers, and they're advancing to the NLCS. They're where, the Brewers. Were, the Braves have have out of all the playoffs team playoff teams. The Braves have the least number of wins at 88 for the regular season. But they won their division, right? They, they won the, the, the National League East, okay? Uh, 
and they they knocked off the number three seed. Because I know Ross uh, Ross of uh, Drinky Bro Sports. He he's a Braves fan. Well, then he's, he's a happy guy, right? He's now. he was like ecstatic. He's probably shit faced right now, screaming his lungs out. He's not going to have a voice for when they record next. No, no, he he still recorded right perfectly. But yeah, but uh, so a friend of mine was texting me during the Red Sox game last night because he was watching it. And he's like, you know, I can't stand Tampa Bay, and I was like, good because I can't either. Um, so he said, he said, here's what a Yankees fan said about it. The Red Sox at the start of the season. Now, this is off of Reddit, right? Yeah. And he said it's some tasty cop or copy paste or copy pasta now, right? And this is the, and so he copied and pasted this guy's message, right? Yeah. Does anyone else feel like the Red Sox were given way too much clout in preseason projections, or is it only me? No, I'm not surprised by an 0-3 start, but hear me out. Now, that reference refers to Red Sox getting swept by the Orioles at the beginning of the season to start 0-3. Right. Tragic. In a lot of preseason projections, the Red Sox were consistently projected to reach 80-83 to wins. USA Today pegged them for 80-82. to CBS Sports had them at 79.5, round to 80 for the sake of argument. And Pakoda which is like a sports writer's organization, right? Mm-hmm. Estimated 79.8, again, round to 80. I just don't see how our hated rivals hovering around five, or, or I, don't, I just don't see our hated rivals hovering around 500 at all this season. Verdugo, Martinez, Bogarts, and Devers do create a formidable heart of the order, but, wh- but who else in their lineup can hit? Kiki Hernandez is the only other notable name in their lineup, and he has a career 735 OBP, or OPS, all right, which is on base percentage. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, I was about to say something totally different. I don't need to go into detail about the rotations, especially since Sale could be out until it, it could be out until any point between May and August. Eduardo Rodriguez is slightly is a slightly above average pitcher when healthy, but that's about it. The bullpen, Matt Barnes isn't that good. Ottavino cannot flourish in high leverage situations or tight games. The rest of their bullpens or bullpen is makeshift. Now, he said that about Ottavino because we nagged him or we snagged Ottavino from the Yankees. So, of course, anybody who's not wearing the pinstripes anymore is now public enemy number one, right? Um, and he goes on to say, maybe I'll end up being wrong, but I fail to see how the Red Sox will be anywhere near 500 this season. That has been copied and pasted into so many baseball Reddit threads. Since uh, since the beginning of the season, every time the Red Sox have won a game, this guy's post has been copied and pasted into the subreddit. This dude is hating life. He hasn't posted shit in five months. That's the. It, I mean, it, that, he, that's he's like a commentator, right? No, I mean, it just he's a Yankees fan who just posted in a baseball uh, subreddit. Oh, okay. I said, yeah, he's kind of right. Only twenty or so games above five hundred, but you know, hey, what's that, right? Um. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's just so many, so many different things going on. I mean, now, I have been conditioned as a Red Sox fan to get my heart stomped out, ripped up, pieced back together with masking tape and bubble gum and expect it to work, you know, right? So, it, it, but, I mean, the Red Sox have experienced some notable successes. 
I mean, I specifically the four World Series titles, you know, since 2004. But you always know in the back of your mind that this team's going to fall apart one day and it's going to absolutely kick your teeth in, right? And I have been preparing for it, you know, and I'm just like, I love my guys. I love my team. I rep my squad 100% all day, every day. Basically what you're saying is you're more or less a Cowboys fan. No, I'm a Cowboys fan that can watch his team's more recent championships on Blu-ray, not VHS. Now, to be fair, we'll get into football in a minute, but Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they are, they're kind of scary this year. Yeah, they're getting up there. So it, it, it's surprisingly, but I still will wait until it, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm pretty much not a sports fan, but it, it's one of those things that I see. If you see were to find yourself con- watching sports, you wouldn't root for the Cowboys, right? No, because it's it's. I'm trying to find a good reference, but the only thing is... Uh, it would be like... No, no, no. I got it. I got it. It's like watching porn and knowing that you'll never get that hot chick, but you still try to feel like it's going to be you. Okay, because we call this show Nerd Sports, I was going to say something along the lines of... Loving a show like Firefly only to have the owners like IE Fox rip the rug out from underneath you and blow it all up. Yeah, that's an, that was a perfect. I should use that one. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um Brown Coach Unite by the way. Um I should have used that one. You know, but tonight uh the or any any freaking series, sci-fi series that came out on Fox, really. If it came on at Fox, you're just like to include almost human yeah, you're just show, like, by the way. it was, it's like, you know, you're counting the days, really, when it's getting canceled. It's like, oh, this is a really good show. Oh, it's on Fox. Right. Okay, so, um, not only did the Braves advance to their championship series, for, for, you know, their league championship series, but the Astros finally managed to put away the Chicago White Sox tonight, 10-1, to 1, and... Um, yeah, so Thursday night, game one of the ALCS is going to take place in Houston. No, I won't be able to get down there. No, I don't have tickets, sadly. Um, now, when I relocate to Houston, and should this little dream scenario come up again, you better as believe that I'm going to be there rocked out and as much Red Sox gear as I can humanly put on. Honestly, after your little trip to the uh, Texas Rangers Red Sox game, I don't want you at the stadium. Only for your sanity, really. Okay, so again, I told you that this was a rebuilding year for the Red Sox. And when we had people like Garrett fucking Richards on the mound... Garrett Richards is one of those throwbacks to a dumpster fire that was started by Axl Rose because he's depressed that Guns N' Roses is no longer relevant. I'm still... uh, To include the mullet. I would still call you up and going, hey, how you doing, big boy? You you doing all right? Are you... you, you And you know what? I'll be bitter. I'll be a little salty. 
but it's not going to affect my relationships with people at all. You know, it's like I'm sitting there having a conversation with my girlfriend last night and her sister, and she's like, oh, God, you're not going to be one of those people that if the Astros win, you're not going to, like, not talk to me for two days. I was like, why would I do something like that? It's not like I had anything to, you know, it's not like I could control anything on the field. It'd be different if I was playing, you know. Now, I didn't say that to her, but I'm like, no, I mean, there's there's no reason for me to not talk to you. I mean, that's insane. I mean, you get these people that are out there that, I mean, their lives absolutely stop when their teams lose the big game. You know, you, you see these, like, Chiefs fans or Steeler fans or even, hell, Cowboys fans. When the team shits the bed, what do they do? And you see these videos all over all over the Internet. They're ripping these expensive-ass TVs off the wall and throwing a fucking temper tantrum. Like, are you serious right now? Bro, I got to work for that TV. Come into my house and rip a TV off the wall. Not only are you going to leave with a couple of extra knocks and bruises, but you're going to leave with a very, very light wallet. Because I'm going to drag you, before I take you to the hospital, I'm going to drag you to Best Buy, and I'm going to make you buy me an upgrade for that TV. Just because you were decided you wanted to be a horse's ass and destroy my private property. No. And then on top of that, I don't care if you're my best friend in the world. You pull some bullshit like that in my house, you will never, ever darken my doorstep again. Pure, plain, and simple. Yeah, I, I never got people like that. I, I, I mean, just... I loved it when they came out with that. They, they came back, it was like in the early 2000s. It was a foam brick, and it was called a bad call brick, right? And this was back before we had, like, the LCDs and the LEDs and the OLED TVs, right? Yeah. And everybody was still working with the tubes and, you know, the, 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 the CRTs, right? Oh, uh, hold on. I'm, go ahead and keep on talking. Well, you could throw this what brick is, at the TV. It, it was called a bad call brick. You know what? We should get one for the table. We should get one for the studio. But, um... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the ALCS. Um, the Dodgers, right now, they're trailing two games to one to the Giants. And that... They still sell those. Do they? That is awesome. Uh, right now, the Giants Football are... University bad call brick party accessory. So, right now, the Dodgers are, are leading uh, game four. Um, two to nothing. It's in the bottom of the second. They're playing in Los Angeles. It's not that expensive either. It's like eight bucks. Okay, well I'll get one at the first month then. But uh, um, anyway, so I uh, I'm looking forward to this ALCS. It, it's gonna it's dude, it's gonna be hard fought. I mean, because you get this high octane offense for the uh, for the Astros, right? They're pitching. Yeah, their pitching is okay. It's it's not the best it's ever been. Um, I, it's, I I say that the Astros have an advantage, but there's that in, there's there's that intangible variable that the Red Sox have, and they, they've been bringing it all postseason so far. They weren't supposed to beat the Yankees. They weren't supposed to beat the Rays. They weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. So. You know, I'm 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 excited for for this ALCS because it is going to be hard fought, and I know that I'm a little bit biased here, but I'm thinking Red Sox and six. I think mm. the Sox are going to take it in six games, and it's going to be close. It's they're they're not going to be any of these blowout victories. I mean, it's going to be one or two runs per game. And it's not going to be low scoring. I mean, I, there's going to be some games where it's going to be like seven to six, eight to nine. You know, um, there might be a game when a team hits double digits on the runs, but it's going to be like a 10-7 affair or something like that, right? 
Um, ERAs are going to, it's going to be a roller coaster for ERAs during this series. But it's going to be a really cool series to watch. Um, both teams are, comparatively speaking, they are four wins away from going to the World Series. Hmm. So, um, I, I'm just, you know, I mean, I think, I think, I think the thing with the Red Sox is that they took this mantra, this this moniker that they got hung on them, is that this is a rebuilding year. You guys aren't going to do anything. You're going to maybe squeak out a winning season. I think they took that to heart because I mean, all season long they've basically been underdogs. Um, they overperformed for the first part of the season when they took first place, and they stayed in first place for like 68 days or something like that. Um, but, I mean, and then they had their little slump, and then Tampa Bay came roaring in, and they took over first place, and they, they held first place in the division for like 96 days. Um, and then, uh, what was it? It was... Uh, <laughs> um, the... Toronto Blue Jays held first place for, I think, like four, five, six days. The Yankees held first place for a single day. You know, so, um, yeah, it, it is just, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a fun series to watch, regardless as to who wins. It's going to be fun. Um, obviously, I want the Sox to win. Obviously, I want the Sox to go to the World Series and win that. But, uh, you know, I have to kind of keep my expectations with this team pretty realistic. Um, what is that old saying that we have, used to hear, hear all the time in the military? Prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I'm preparing myself for a sweep of, you know, by the, by the Astros. But I'm also hoping for a very good series that shows that that ends up resulting in the, in the, in the Red Sox you know, take no, it's in. hope for the best, plan for the worst. It, same thing. I just said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you just said the same thing, but with extra steps. Um, <laughs> but that's so, the actual saying. It, no. I've yeah. heard is prepare it, is for the it? worst and hope for the best. Plan and prepare. You're going to have to break your thesaurus out. And I'm not going to talk down to you. I mean, that's condescending. Um <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but plan and prepare, they mean the same thing. Well, I know they mean the same thing, but there's Okay, then why are we having this conversation? Because it's basically, you just army explain something to an Air Force person that actually has, you know, a better than Thoris. Don't, don't act like you're all high and mighty and then you're just bowing down and being all magnanimous here by by uh, trying to dumb things down because, believe it or not, everything in the military is written at an eighth grade fucking reading level. Actually, I think so, so don't no. at me. In, in certain circumstances, it's a four year, uh, four, fourth grade. Okay, then. So, but that's you know, just the Marines. Don't yeah, don't 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 come at me with the whole. Well, we got a better thesaurus. Just because you guys have access to Wi-Fi when you go to the field doesn't mean a fucking thing. Anyways. Uh, moving on to football. <laughs> Again. Again. Um, week five was pretty, pretty great. Um, oh, and we're going to go over racing at the end of the show here. Um, 
Rams are 4-1. They beat the Seahawks 26-17. to uh, The Falcons got their second win of the year over the Jets. Like, that was hard. It should have been a larger margin of victory, but they only won 27-20. to So, um, the, the Lions are still winless. They lost to the Vikings 17-19. to the Saints there was, uh, beat the Washington football team 33-22. to I was talking to one of my uh, new co-workers today, and uh, he, he he's a big sports guy. Yeah. To the point where it's actual livable how he talks about it because he doesn't, like, add in shit. But, uh, no, one of the – and I can't find – Are you saying I add in shit? No. Okay, good. I'm talking about the – So I was about to come across this table. I was talking about our, uh, our other boss. Oh, man, you come on. You can't be talking about like that. What, what the hell is that all about? <laughs> but, no, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the players, as soon as he, uh, as soon as he gets, uh, gets done with the uh, 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 game this weekend, breaks his ankle. And I, I couldn't – and I'm sorry for even bringing that up. Oh, because I couldn't find where it was. Because hmm. there was, like, several injuries this week, too. Yeah, well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to finish the scores here. Oh, no, uh, I, I I gave up because there's like, oh, close okay. to, like, 30 injuries. So the Patriots beat the Texans 25-22. to 22. Uh, The Dolphins lost to the Buccaneers 45-17. to 17. Tom Brady has thrown, um, for the first time in his career, uh, 400 plus yards and then five passing touchdowns for the first time in a single game. So he was the pick of the week for like uh, fantasy football. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the pack and the Packers barely, barely beat. I mean, they had to beat them. I think it was it was the last second field goal, 25 to 22. Um, the Broncos lost to the Steelers twenty nine or twenty seven to nineteen. Uh, the Eagles managed to scrape out a win against the now three and two Panthers twenty one eighteen, and they did that on the strength of the three interception game by their defense for the first time since week two of twenty nineteen. Uh, the Titans ended up beating the Jaguars thirty seven nineteen, which is not a tall task considering that Trevor Lawrence has come in, burned the place down. And he's trying to learn and get trying to adapt to the speed of the game. And everybody's going to make all these excuses. And they're going to be like, oh, no, not in the face. Um, they're on five. I mean, they've lost the 20, 20 straight games. It's the third longest streak in, in, in NFL history. Um, the Browns got edged out by the Chargers 42-47. That was a barn burner of a game. Um, and it's the third time he's lost a game when he scored 42 points or more, which is the most in NFL history. That's not necessarily a record that you want to set, but I mean, at least at that point, you're, you know that you, you know that you're so, your 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 offense is capable of putting up games or put, uh, putting up points. It's just your defense needs to step up. And and you know, I get it. The the the, the Cleveland defense that they've been showing up, you know, and playing, but come on. Really? 47 points? Seriously. All right. Um, the Raiders, again, they're in the middle of all this controversy. Uh, they lost to the Bears 9-20. to uh, The 49ers lost to the Cardinals, who are still undefeated at 5-0, and uh, 17-10. And the Giants come into uh, – the New York football Giants come into Arlington to play the Cowboys in a divisional ri uh, rivalry game. 
Uh, it was America's Game of the Week, billed by Fox. So it was a 3 o'clock game. It was in the primetime slot for Sunday afternoon. Um, the Cowboys absolutely took it to the Giants, 44-20. to 20. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had an, has an interception in five straight games, and that is the longest streak for Dallas since 1970. Okay. Uh, the Bills, Bills are, the Bills beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium, uh, which is located in Kansas, or Kansas City. Um, 38 to right? 20. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's always confused me. Um, is there anything like. Each of the last 11 win, uh, uh, wins by the Bills has been by 10 or more points, which is the longest streak since 98 99. Uh, and the Ravens, uh, they managed to squeak out another win. Um, they didn't do it in such a grand fashion, uh, uh, you know, did courtesy of Justin Tucker. But this one was 25-31, so it was a little bit more of a game. Um, but, um, yeah, and so let me see here. Oh, pick the team, winning team for a chance to win a $100 NFL shop gift card. So, yeah, um, Jaguars have won, so I'm going to pick the Dolphins on that one. Uh, the Chiefs are going to Washington. I'm going to say that the Chiefs are going to rebound and beat the, uh, beat the Washington football team. Uh, the Colts are going to go in, and uh, they're going to beat the Texans. Cowboys versus the Patriots. I'm taking the Cowboys on that one. Uh, Steelers versus the Seahawks. Ooh. Russell Wilson is out because he had uh, surgery on a torn tendon in his finger. And it's I called the extensor. That, no, 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 that's that's the, the, the thing extensor I was tendon. About. Yeah, because yeah. when it tore, it basically disjointed oh, his finger, right? Don't, don't. And don't, so they taped. Don't it straight. show me that again. Oh God! They, just, they taped just, it straight. Oh, you can't do that. No. This. Not that. It's the or way just they. The, the way this finger was like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, the way you describe it, 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 it went like look, this. Look, look. That that's fine. <laughs> it was the way that I mean. Uh, for those of you who are listening and can't watch on YouTube, on my right hand, I can kind of like make crochet hooks out of my middle and index fingers. Uh, and my and right it, finger, and too. And, and it's, it's basically, it's more affectionately referred to as the state trooper finger. It's the one that you poke him in the chest and you're like, you talking to me, boy. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Russell, Russell Wilson's out. Okay, uh, he had surgery on his finger. He's going to be out for a few weeks, um, if not maybe the rest of the season. I doubt that he's going to rehab it and all this good. But um, I'm going to take the Steelers over the Seahawks, and actually that one is going 50-50 for people who have already picked um, the Cardinals versus the 49ers. I'm taking the Cardinals all day long. Um, Bills versus the Titans. I'm taking the Bills. Um, you know what? So yeah. Maybe. <coughs> Maybe you should do a pick of the week for Angry Me production. Ooh, an Angry Me pick of the week. Especially for football. Football is so, so okay. big and everything. So let me look at the schedule for next week. All right. And I'm not going to softball it. And it's not going to be one of these, oh, well, that was a stretch. All right, so. Huh. And you, well, you have, you have the... Uh, Stuff that you can put posted and everything like that. So yeah, I think I think we we're going to start doing the pick of the weeks for football. All right, so for football, okay. Now, since uh, baseball's living down, and we should have done that beforehand, but we didn't. Do you know how incredibly involved a pick of the week for baseball would have been? Uh, yeah. I, holy shit! 
because of the basic fact of how much stuff, like the gust of wind, changes everything. I could make a pick based on who's starting on the mound for a particular team. And if that pitcher falls ill or something along those lines, yeah, that pitcher's that's not that's able to, to make his start, and it affects the way that the team plays, and they get blown out, whereas they should have won that game handedly. That I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna do that to my numbers. Absolutely not. I've already made my pick for the ALCS, the Sox and Six. So there's that. Anyway, moving on. Um. Let me look here. Uh, Okay. I am going to take the Cowboys over the Patriots, like I said earlier. And here's why. They're going to go into Foxborough, and they're going to play in New England. It's going to be really the first time that the Cowboys this season have played in any kind of Actually, you have enough time. You could probably do it this week. What? The pick of the week. I'm doing it right now. I know that, but put it on Facebook. I will do that tonight. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm. we're going to do this live. All right. So. Angry Me Production. Do okay. Angry Me Production Nerd Sports. Uh, well, yeah. No, we can Nerd Sports Pick of the Week. Yeah. Deal. <coughs> All right. So create a post. New feature. Nerd Sports Pick of the Week. This actually should be kind of interesting. How many? We're taking the Cowboys over. And do do we want to put points in there? Uh, I'm not going to call the score, but I'm going to call the score. Call the spread. I'll call a spread. Okay. Just do who's going to win and who's not, uh, who's going to lose throughout the whole uh, thing. Over the Patriots. Um, Cowboys. We'll say the Cowboys. I'm going to say because the Cowboys run defense is awesome. Their secondary is just lights out right now. Trayvon Diggs is just, I mean, I'm not saying he's a shutdown corner by any stretch of the imagination because, I mean, the receiver that he was guarded with ta- uh, tasked task with guarding still got 135 yards receiving. But he's more of a ball hawk. Okay, so, I mean, he kind of just magnet, you know, just gravitates towards the ball. Once once they stop throwing to him, to, to his side of the field, then he can start, I mean, he's getting up there into those elite ranks of corners, but I think that until he, until until they stop throwing to his side of the defense, he he's just a ball hawk. I mean, he's a really good corner. I'll just say that. So we'll say Cowboys by, I'll just say 12. 12 points. Uh, let's see here. Feel free to comment. And discuss. And we are now posted. Posting and ta-da, posted. All right, so there we go. Um, yeah. So Cowboys by 12. 
Mac Jones is going to learn a lot in this game. He's going to know what it means to start seeing different packages and things of that nature. He's not going to be able – he's going to probably throw for maybe 200 yards, but uh, he, I, I really don't – he's going to throw at least one interception. He'll, he'll, he'll throw one interception, and the running game will probably maybe net 60 yards. I think the Cowboys defense is going to they're going to they're going to bring the wood and they're they're going to they're going to lay it on the Patriots. They're, I mean they're going to they're going to abuse that offensive line. Yeah. Pure plain and simple. And the, and the Patriots defense they've got their they they've got their highlights, but Dak Prescott's just he's he's dude, he he is he's a wild man right now. Yeah. Pure plain and simple. So, NASCAR news. Yeah, NASCAR news. Okay. Now, are you going with the Kevin Harvick? Yes, I'm getting there. Okay. Let me do this. Okay. So, this weekend's playoff race was the Roval, which is the road course at Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they call it the Roval because it's the road course, and it actually the road course goes out onto the oval portion of the track, right? So, that's why they call it the Roval. It's play on words, and I thought it was really clever. Anyway. Um, the previous... I mean, Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott, let's just say this, they do not like each other. Um, Kevin Harvick took exception to it, uh, to Chase Elliott, blocking him from a win uh, a couple weeks before. And uh, I think it was at Bristol. And uh, (laughs) it just, Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick thinks that he's the modern version of Dale Earnhardt. And I'm sorry, he's just not. Um, yeah. That now he replaced Dale Earnhardt after Dale Earnhardt Sr. died, but that's where the comparisons stop. Um, I like Kevin Harvick to an extent, but when he starts showing the 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 when he starts showing his ass like he has been here lately, no, nah, bro. I mean, he he said you know because he Chase Elliott. Took his helmet off, got out of his car, went over there and had a very cordial conversation. Cordial conversation with Kevin Harvick after the Bristol race. And uh, Kevin Harvick, of course, left his helmet on because, you know, he's a bitch. And he, he kind of made this, you know, the comment that talking to Chase was like talking to his kid, you know, who's like eight. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, of course... Chase Elliott fans everywhere, you know, Harvick Harvick fans everywhere just kind of at each other's throats parenthetically uh, through the Twitterverse and stuff like that. Our guys are fighting, so we have to fight too. Yes, that's true. That's exactly right. Uh, Dang it. What's that West Virginia and uh, the old feud? Damn it. Hatfields and McCoys? Hatfields and McCoys type deal. So um, look at you bringing history into it. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I can't remember shit, I can remember <laughs> situations. But um, so uh, nothing happened to Talladega between the two of them. Uh, I mean, just because Talladega is just Talladega. Uh, it's a wild card race, basically. It's 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 an unknown variable. You go into it, you don't know if you're going to finish that race or not, just because of the way that the racing is set up at that track. Okay. Um, but you know, this week, this this week at at uh, at the Roval, um, Kevin Harvick intentionally spun Chase Elliott. You could see it. 
I mean, it's it's blatant. I mean, he put a nose into his rear quarter panel and turned him, ripped the rib, ripped the rear bumper off, right? Um, and actually, Chase was on the inside. Kevin Harvick comes down like that, spins him, puts him up. Chase Elliott managed to keep his nose off the wall, just tore up the back end. Um, Chase Elliott had to go into the pits, and get his car worked on and repaired. I mean, he basically fell all the way to the back. Yeah. He drove his car through the field, chasing Harvick down. God damn. And with like 12 laps to go, Harvick was running seventh. Chase Elliott was running ninth. Kevin Harvick hears from his crew chief, the number nine's coming up. There's a car between you and him. So Kevin Harvick starts driving in his mirror. He's like, oh, fuck. Right? Going into turn one, Kevin Harvick driving in his mirror fails to make the turn and crashes his car into the barrier on, on the outside of turn one and effectively ended his day. I mean, like, busted the radiator, broke, broke a, an upper control arm, just wrecked his car because he wasn't paying attention to what the fuck he was supposed to be doing. Right, Chase Elliott for his authority. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Chase Elliott. All he cared about was is like, look, we had our conversation at the end of Bristol. It's done. It's whatever he wants to race that way. Fine. Um, and he's like, it's not indicative of what a champion of our sport is supposed to act like. But hey, whatever. Um, of course, Kevin Harvick. He's like, nah, this isn't over. Right when he when he wrecked Chase Elliott this weekend, he came on the radio. He goes, "Ah, oh, the lessons a young man has to learn." Oh Jesus! Really? So NASCAR is now going to get involved. Rick Hendrick wanted NASCAR to come in and say, "Look, Chase, you sit down. Harvick, you sit down. We're going to have a come to Jesus milk and cookie meeting, right?" Because both of these play or drivers, they were in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Chase Elliott is in the playoffs still. He's advanced to the round of eight. Kevin Harvick's playoffs are over. After the end of the race, Chase Elliott was interviewed, and he goes, well, I hope he has a great off season and a Merry Christmas. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I mean, they, they're, he's still going to race. Kevin Harvick's still going to race until the end of the season. It's just he's not eligible for the championship now. Um because it's it's an it's a, an elimination bracket. Yeah. So they started with a round of sixteen, then they go twelve, then they go eight, and then they've got the wouldn't championship. That, wouldn't four. that uh, hinder the uh, race a little bit? If is it a different different race? No, or? no, no. They're all on the same track with the other teams that are not eligible for the playoffs, not eligible for the championship. It's just the only people that can earn points towards the championship now are the people who are still in that bracket. So if you win, you automatically advance to the next round, right? What's the if benefit? What, 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 what's, okay. what's the benefit of actually uh, running in those races, though? If then? you're not in the championship, yeah. Um, sponsorship responsibilities. You still earn purse money for uh, finishing, you know, finishing the race, and then those purse th those purse amounts go up based on how you finish. So. Um, Okay. You know, so there's still, I mean, for the most most part, it's it's still the majority of it is sponsors, sponsorship dollars. You signed a contract with these sponsors. They're paying you 
money to put a put their name now on the card. Now, what's the benefit of? Okay, say that I'm like him and I'm an asshole. Okay. And I decide, okay, this person right here needs to be eliminated to the point where then you're gonna and get, you know they're getting you, you, it, okay so if like okay for example if you know that kevin harvick is now out of the playoffs and he's going to make it his mission without telling anybody that he's going to intentionally go out and wreck chase elliott yeah to ruin his chances of repeating as champion okay if nascar comes in and they say hey look we feel that you did this on purpose we're going to cite you and there's a rule it's 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 uh, actions detrimental to stock car racing Okay. They will dock you points. They will dock you money, and then they could actually park you. Okay. Okay. That's, um, that's, for example, that's, uh, last week they found that when Kevin Harvick's car went through post race inspection, they found out that he had two loose lug nuts. That's a big no no. Oh. Okay. His crew chief, uh, uh, Rodney Childers, was actually suspended for this race. Oh, okay. He had to sit at the house. <clears throat> oh, okay. So. Um, and the reason why, one, it's a safety issue. Because if you get a loose wheel and it starts wallowing out, especially at the speeds that they run at Talladega, that could get somebody killed. Aren't they changing it up to one lug nut? Yeah, next year when they go to the next-gen car, it's a, it's a, it's a central lug. Um, we'll just have to see how next season plays out. Because they, they the, the day, or yesterday, Monday, um, they had teams that were running tests on the Roval with the new car. So they, they were kind of getting a feel for the setup and everything. But... Um, believe the next race for nascar is actually down here it is because uh my, co my co-worker's going to it yeah uh, he was talking about it the entire time because he's like i gotta take monday off bro dude i want to go again so bad um nascar races are just absolutely fun i make an all-day event out of it it's going to be the auto trader echo park automotive 500 so um this is the first of the round of eight races. So if you win, you automatically get locked into the next round. So if, like, Kyle Larson, who won this past Sunday, if he wins, he's automatically locked in. He doesn't have to worry about points. Now, he can still race for points for the next state or for the next round by winning, uh, winning stages or uh, – placing in the top 10 in during a stage at, at the end of a stage um, he can accumulate those those points um, that will go towards his total and it could potentially give him a good cushion going into the final race at Phoenix okay okay Chase Elliott can do the same thing he's still eligible um, you have Martin Truex Jr. Danny Hamlin and Kyle Busch representing um, Joe Gibbs Racing uh believe let me look at the eligible for i think brett keselowski uh hold on a second here let me look at uh, let me see here playoffs uh standings here we go okay all right, so the top four drivers right now, Kyle Larson's leading everybody. He's actually got seven wins on the year. Um, but he's already won, so he's locked in. Uh, Denny Hamlin's running number two in the points. Uh, he's 35 points back. Martin Truex Jr. 
uh, is 36 points back. You've got Ryan Blaney, who runs for Penske Motorsports. He drives a Ford. He's 41 points back in fourth. Kyle Busch is 42 points back. He, uh, he drives for uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, Chase Elliott, who is the number nine uh, Chevy driver for Hendrick Motorsports, he's in, in the sixth position. He's 43 points back. Uh, Joey Logano, who I cannot absolutely stand, drives the number 22 car for uh, jo uh, Roger Penske Racing. Uh, for Penske Racing, um, he is in seventh, 52 points back, and Brett Keselowski rounds out the top eight at 50, uh, 57 points back. Um, so there's three big teams that are still eligible for the championship right now. You got Penske Racing, Hendrick Motorsports, and Joe Gibbs Racing. So going into Texas this week, Martin Trex Jr. It's a mile and a half track. It, it's I mean it's it's you know progressive banking uh, in turns one and two, uh, 23 degree banking in turns three and four. You got standard trioval uh, on the front stretch, but. Um, he he really he does well with those tracks. Um, he's won at Texas multiple times, I believe. Um, Kyle Larson has really picked up his mile and a half uh, program, so he, he look for him to do well. Uh, Denny Hamlin, I believe he won at Texas once, um, and he's going to hang around. So, I mean, he's going to place well. Uh, Ryan Blaney, he's scary good, dangerous type stuff at the mile and a half tracks. Uh, Kyle Busch absolutely owns Texas Motor Speedway, as much as I hate to say that, um, because he raced both the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. He's even raced the Truck Series. Now, Truck Series doesn't translate to the other two series, but uh, he, he's got a lot of practice behind the wheel at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, Kyle Busch is going to do what he can. Um, his season, for the most part, he's got one win this year. Uh, two wins, actually. Two wins this year. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's just – been kind of a lackluster season for him. Um, Chase Elliott has done well at Texas Motor Speedway. I believe he's actually won there. Um, he's going to be a man on a mission. One, stay away from Kevin Harvick. Two, beat the other drivers. If he and Kyle Larson get out front, they're going to actually hook up and they're going to take off. And they are. They're just going to take off. Um, Brett Keselowski's won at Texas a couple of times. Um, so he's he's consistent at that track. It's just really dependent upon his setup. When he when the car rolls off the trailer, um, rolls off the hauler, just is it fast or not? And how you know how well can they keep up with the changing conditions of the track? Track temperature, air temperature, air speed, stuff like that. A lot of it goes into how a car reacts and what they need to do as far as changing the setup on a car. Raise the track bar, lower the track bar. Do they need to work on the brakes? Do they need to put tape on the front end to affect downforce? change air pressures in the tires you know i mean they they need to keep up with that because as the as the sun goes down that track temperature cools off mm -hmm. grip levels are going to go through the roof so you're going to start seeing guys running lower tire pressures um you know at night after the sun goes down because it's going to be a lot of grip you know and it's just going to be a lot of different handling setups it's going to be who who brings the best car and who's able to make changes throughout the course of the day and, and into the nighttime. You know, the, the, the team that, and, and, and I cannot state this enough, races are won and lost on pit road. So your pit crew has to bring it. Well, it's also for this weekend, I mean, going out this week, it's supposed to be raining most of it. Yeah. Uh, I, was in, I was in 
Burke. Today. Yeah, weather yeah. weather is oh going to be an issue. Lord. Yeah, I was in North Richland Hills, and it spit spit on us every once in a while. Um, but it is supposed no, to I'm, rain I'm for the rest about of the week. What oh, happened yeah. yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we had or it, the other day. There's a lot of people think that it was a tornado that went through. It wasn't. It was just a big. I, I you know I know it was straight line winds, but it's just the damage. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there was rotation, but nothing nothing came down. But because um, if you look at the weather models from last night, uh, no, night before last. Monday, and it's was supposed it? to be. It, was it, it Sunday night? Yeah, it was it, Sunday it, night. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it just there was rotation, but nothing touched down. But it was we, just all straight. You it know, was like seventy miles straight now. Uh, straight drove, line winds. We drove by that Escalade that got like smashed, smashed, and it was on the news and everything. Really? Wow. Dude, you could barely see the car. Whew. Well, I guess that's about everything, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I'm, dude. I'm. I, I one. I'm excited for the for the Red Sox uh, Astro series to start. Um, it's going to be nice to see if the Giants can actually beat the Dodgers because the Dodgers are the reigning world champions. So, um, if 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 the we know that the American League is going to have a new representative in this in the World Series this year, but just by virtue of Boston beating Tampa. But if the Do- if the Dodgers can actually, well, let me rephrase that: if the Giants can actually figure out a way to beat the Dodgers tonight. Then, you know, we'll we'll be guaranteed a new world champion this year. So, um, oh yeah, one last thing since mm-hmm. we are doing nerd sports and get to the nerd point portion of the show. I thought we covered that with Firefly, but okay. No, even better because William Shatner is going on the Amazon uh, penis jet. Yes, um, uh, his, penis rocket. His, his flight suit says William Shatner, aka Captain James T. Kirk. Now saying that. Wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't, and I'm about to do a meme of this, if it was the Twilight Zone, it says Star Trek, that happens when he's going up. Because <laughs> he was in that episode, which yeah. is that, it was in the Twilight's movie, and if you've seen that one too. Oh, when he comes back. Or, you know, when he's on the plane and there's a gargoyle, uh, yeah, rumbling. There's someone something on the or plane. something out on the the wing. Yeah. Um, that would be funny. That would be, that would be hilarious. Um, you know, we I just, I just, I just really hope that he doesn't have a whole lot of lofty aspirations as to the type of tail that he's going to pull down in orbit. That would be, that would be funny too. Now, if, if one of the female crew members was really up on her nerd skills, she'd bring some green body paint. Now, granted, they're only going to be in or sub orbit for 15 minutes. Yeah. But still, um, I saw, I'm seeing memes all over the place. And and what a lot because someone someone said this too. Like, was we, the like fact we should all dress up as Klingons for when they land. That that would be fully that was hilarious. But you know, I mean, just think about it, dude. Just the just the sheer scale of this. Captain Kirk is actually going to go to space. Yes, that 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 is something that's. Amazing. And where where the where the character was born in Ohio, there's actually a marker. Yeah. Captain Is Kirk the birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk? Yeah, it was in Fanboys. Yeah, I, I'm like, I, that just to me, that's worth the road trip right there. I want to go. Yeah, you know. So, but um. But anyways, I'm David Dickerman. I am Johnny Skelton. And thank you for watching. Go Red Sox.